Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. In this episode, we're asking, why did Dr. Gary Nolan block me? That's correct, why did Dr. Gary Nolan block me? Hard to believe, but the famous Dr. Gary Nolan, well-respected in the scientific community, in academia, among UFO people all over the place, has blocked little old me, UFO Warning, on Twitter. Now, when I found this out, I was flabbergasted because I've never said a bad word about the guy. I've never been critical of him. I've never been nasty about him. I've actually featured his work on the program several times and just basically said what a great guy he seemed to be and, you know, and how qualified he was and how smart he was. And I'm like, wow, why would this guy block me? Well, I did have a couple feedback tweets and people said, yeah, he's blocked me too. One guy said... Yeah, he's blocked me, and I've never even met him. Didn't even hear of him, and he blocked me. And I got to really scratching around, and I thought, well, what obnoxious thing did I say on the podcast, or what cookie crumb did I leave on Twitter that would make this guy uh, so upset that he would take the time to block me? Now imagine, this guy's, from what I've read, is a multi-multi-millionaire. He's invented like some really super high-tech complicated equipment I couldn't begin to understand. He's had, he's uh, created companies and sold them for, I guess, in the millions. Uh, he's, you know, an expert for the government. I mean, he's a UFO celebrity. He's respected in academia. He's got like over 43,000 followers on Twitter, I found out. You know, and I've got 64. Not 64,000, just 64. So what would this guy care about blocking somebody as insignificant as me? Well, I think the reason that he blocked me was because I've said mean things about Tom DeLong. Yes, I admit it. I have said mean things about Tom DeLong. I've said things about Louis Elizondo that people might find to be mean. I've even insinuated things that Christopher Mellon said about passing off bags full of videos in the Pentagon parking lot might not be kosher. Uh, let me go on. Well, I've criticized some of the work that's been done at Skinwalker Ranch. I've pointed out that I thought it was great entertainment. I love to watch the show. I don't know why Dragon has to carry around a stupid gun for, but it's fun to watch. But that the research that's being done there is not truly scientific because it doesn't meet the scientific method. I mean, it's not done in a public fashion. It doesn't have peer review, but it's fun. And I think there probably is something going on at Skinwalker Ranch. And it's okay that they do the show. You know, more power to them, but it's not hard science. And I pointed this out. It's a big deal. I don't feel like I should have to bow the knee uh, to a particular group of people who have reached celebrity status. And I point that out from time to time. You know that if you listen to the podcast. And I'm pretty sure that's what's going on. Now, I got on the trail really hard when I came across a tweet where a guy was complaining uh, to Nolan that he'd been blocked. And Nolan responded back to him and said, well, if you're blocked, it's probably because of one of these two tweets. And I don't know, one of them was, one of the tweets was addressing something I can't remember, but the second one specifically was complaining, I believe, about Skinwalker Ranch and putting some names in there. And that seemed to really uh, put a burr under his saddle. So I got to looking around, and I found that, um, you know, he's rubbing shoulders with a lot of people that maybe, even though uh, I respect the work they've done, I've also questioned some of their connections, like Jay Stratton, 
you know, former deep stater. Not not trying to say these guys have ever done anything uh, illegal or unethical or anything like that. I've just like said, wow, these are curious connections. Hmm, that's interesting. That's all I've done. Not out to get anybody. Not out to be a bad guy or some kind of super investigator. Just looking at this stuff and saying, wow, kind of like the old Arsenio Hall line, you know, things that make you go, hmm. Well, I see here just a uh, a little note from uh, AlienCon. It says, UAPs breaking the barriers of science. And this they're talking about one of the uh, things they had there. You know, AlienCon, by the way, it wasn't free. People paid to go there, and the speakers were paid, as far as I know. In this exclusive discussion, it says, moderated by former Ministry of Defense UFO investigator Nick Pope, panelist Dr. Travis Taylor, Jay Stratton, and Gary Nolan discuss their, time, their scientific approach to investigating the extraterrestrial question. And then it goes on. It's quite a long article. And then that I posted the link and everything there at the Buy Me a Coffee website. You can go check it out yourself. But a lot of you probably um, have heard of Alien Con. I mean, for people that like to go to that thing, that's fine. Go to it. Enjoy yourself. And just understand when people come and speak at these things, they're not doing it for free. So if it's a fun place to go there and hang out and do whatever, I don't have a problem with that. But at the same time, when you're putting on a face in the public as pure scientist and you're saying like Dr. Nolan did uh, at this other conference he was at that yes aliens are among us and that you know I personally know people who are reverse engineering spacecraft and then we find out that you've interjected yourself into the middle of this uh, alien con which as far as I'm concerned is 95% pure entertainment I mean there's no reason to try to hide that or to get upset when people question the connections between people that you rub shoulders with and the deep state. Now, I think Travis Taylor has been pretty much uh, upfront about his connections with the intelligence department, you know, the defense department, all this and that, although maybe that revelation came a little bit late. But I'm not saying anything bad about the guy. I think that it's good, though, to do that, to have those disclosures so that we so that we're transparent about this stuff. And it doesn't stop at the Alien Conference. I've also found out that, according to Tom DeLong, that he's like under Board of Advisories. It says, and I put this post up on the coffee site, and I said, I had no idea Dr. Nolan was on the board of To The Stars, Tom DeLong's company. This explains why he blocked me, and I think that's, and I think that could be why. I have been very critical of Tom DeLong's shenanigans, and now I find out that Tom considers Gary a friend. That's how he refers to him in this Facebook post. I, it's like I said, my deep state uh, danger meter is off. Now, there has been a lot of talk, and I don't even know what happened with Two of the Stars. I went to their YouTube site, and it looks like it's been inactive for like three years. Couldn't find much on their company. There's some SEC filings from back in 2017. And I seem to remember that they were going to try to take that company private or take it public. You know, that I knew they got, there was reportedly they got contracts with the DOD to try to use a UFO metamaterial to create some sort of camouflage system for tanks. I don't know. But 
the whole thing with this To the Stars, it started out as To the Stars Academy, I think, and then he refers to it as To the Stars. Now I think he calls it TTS. This here is dated, uh, let me see if I can get the zoom on it a little bit. The, the date on this looks like it's back from 2018, so maybe things have changed since then. And it says, I'm very fortunate to be able to consider Dr. Gary Nolan a colleague that sits on the advisory board of TTS Academy at the at the genetics technologies uh, cons- as a genetic to call as a genetics technology consultant. He is a ge- he is he is a genius whose work is being published in Tier One Science Journalist and shows the importance of pursuing good science in the area. Of con- in this area of controversy, the study is proof that no matter what the end results may conclude, there are major medical breakthroughs, hmm, implications that can be discovered along the way, and solid research. And apparently Tom somehow became connected with uh, Dr. Gary Nolan when he was doing the research on this, uh, what do they call it, like the Attica child. They found this little tiny skeleton and they're in the desert in South America, and it kind of has a domed head, and people thought it looked like a baby alien. And I guess he ran the genetic test on it and said, no, it's actually a human, and it has this rare genetic condition. That's why it looks that way. So he kind of got his street, <clears throat> he kind of got his street cred with that from a lot of people. But here I see Dr. Nolan is, as far as Tom DeLong was concerned in 2018, a good friend. And, you know, I've said some things. I mean, I don't have a huge podcast. I've only had a couple million downloads, but apparently sometime out there in the past, uh, Dr. Nolan came across that thing and uh, maybe didn't like what I was saying about Tom. And just to point out, Tom, if you can go to the, uh, to the stars of Academy, it's called To the Stars Academy of Arts and Science. That YouTube channel still there that YouTube, they brought the first one out, the first FLIR video out, remember? That was that was the one that's, that has stirred up all the controversy. It's the one that's been around now for, what, three or four years? And it says here the date on this, when they posted it, was five years ago. And it has 11 million views. And, of course, those 11 million views were all subjected to two large watermarks. One on the side, you know, in, in the... In the uh, on the edge of the uh, video to the Stars Academy. And then they took the video. This was supposed to be earth-shaking video, and they splattered this giant, in my opinion, ugly, um, to the Stars Academy of Arts and Science sticker on top of it. So that's that's called advertising. 11 million views. Where did the product come from that they were given? Well, if you believe... As I understand it, what Mr. Mellon said, this is another associate of Tom's, that he passed it off to Louis Elizondo in the, in the Pentagon parking lot. Now, if I have misunderstood him telling that story, then please correct me. But that's how I understood it. So, it, however it worked out, one former Deep State employee being given a uh, really valuable video by a current Deep State employee, then it goes to the New York Times somehow, I guess, and the next thing you know, 
Tom DeLonge's company is, is publishing this thing with their company logo splattered prominently across the screen. And it gets 11 million views. I wonder what kind of growth UFO warning would see if I was able to put up a video that garnered 11 million views on YouTube. It'd be interesting, wouldn't it? So that, I've complained about this vociferously over and over and over again. I'm sure some people are quite tired of hearing me talk about it by now. But the point is, this is not how disclosure should be handled, okay? We don't need like this, this gatekeeper, this funnel that allows us to see certain things and not others. And Tom DeLong's the same guy that said that he saw this, whatever it was in this UFO alien related subject and he couldn't talk, he couldn't tell us about it but it was so upsetting he couldn't sleep for three days. So he's the gatekeeper. I'll show you the grainy video, but I won't tell you about the horrible, evil alien that I saw that kept me awake for three days. Not interested. Now, finally, something really strange. I found this link on Reddit, and I posted this again uh, right here on the Buy Me A Coffee website. And this... It's called uh, Rebelliously Curious is the name of the podcast. And she did the YouTube. It's on YouTube. You can link to it. It's like about an hour and a half long. And she does an extensive, and I think a pretty good job, uh, interviewing Gary Nolan. And there's a lot of stuff covered in this. But I have to tell you, the guy that posted this on Read It, and I'm, I have a link to his his post here. This is from six months ago. It says, uh, looks like his handle is by the business seven. It's just a short summary of this video and I'll read it to you because I think it does probably a better job than I can even. He says, Dr. Gary Nolan states he's seen gray ETs and there's a separate breeding group of humans with enhanced neurological features based on physical evidence. Yeah, he did say that. I, I mean, he talks about seeing uh, he calls them the little guys in his bedroom as a kid and faces in the window, which was window was six feet off the ground. And he talks about people having this significant development. And uh, you'll have to forgive me. The name, I, I can't remember the name, but it's a central part of your brain where, it, where basically the ability to generate intuition is at. If you're playing chess, say, or maybe you're playing high-level poker, that's the area where you're going to get that, you know, aha moment where you really have this flash of genius. It's in that little region of the brain. And they know that because they've shot people up with dye and glucose and they've tracked it. Okay. It's kind of like this creative, intelligent little motor right there. And he says that about like maybe, maybe 10% of the population has this has this at an advanced level, say. We've all got it, but just some people have a lot more of it. And then he says that he believes, based on the, the study that he did there in Stanford with the government people that had been exposed to UFOs or UFO material, and the people who were experiencers, I guess you could say it, especially this part of the brain was more developed, more active. And it turned out that he said they had two people that like especially stood out. And both of those people were married to women who also had uh, this region of the brain that was extensively active. So it's, it's as if 
it's to the point where at some point these people might have like a ESP level intuition, say, uh, super human math skills. And in his opinion, uh, based on this analytical evidence, uh, he believes that we have an active, uh, almost you could call it a program, where people with this uh, super active uh, intuition center are actually seeking out mates who are like them. I don't know. Could be a little bit of a stretch given the human condition, but who knows, right? So anyway, the guy gives you the link here. He says, he says at around six minutes in the, in the video, he stated the beings he had seen were hovering. At 6.55, the host goes into the, into the work he's done researching the basal ganglia, okay, there we go, and the caudate pudumen regions of the brain. <clears throat> and he eventually gets into the conversation on the highly functioning breeding group of humans based on objective evidence of highly dense neural connections within those particular regions. In other words, smart people are going to marry smart people. I'm not sure. It probably is true to a certain extent. But man, there's so many other things that go into people being attracted to other people. You know, I, I read one time where a woman knows whether or not she's physically attracted to a man within the first 10 seconds of meeting him. I kind of believe that. Men are more like dogs. If you just feed them and don't kick them too often, they're probably not going to leave. That's my view on things, but who knows? Those areas of the brain are involved in motor control, planning, intuition, anticipation, and downstream executive function. This is the brain within the brain responsible for higher order processing. Humans with enhanced connections in these regions have highly advanced forms of intuition and can prepare the body for events before it happens. I like the example he gave. He said, well, say you're a chess master, or say like Tiger Woods, say. I think that's a good example. He's in this clutch situation where he has to make a shot, or he says like Tom Brady. These guys just, it seems like it's natural, but what's really going on is their brain is creating solutions. And it's creating solutions through the use of intuition. It's that, it's that moment where you're just like, boom, the idea comes to you. A lot of people think that comes from the 10,000-hour the rule. You've practiced something for 10,000 hours, and then the data from all that practice becomes immediately available to you in that clutch situation when you need it. Uh, Nolan seemed to describe it more as a savant situation where some people are just born with this super... Uh, high ability. I don't know. I, I mean, how do I know? It says the work he's done involves case studies on military personnel. We've talked about this extensively. Who've encountered UAPs and collecting raw data using physical brain scans of these individuals. The densities of these regions in this individual, the savants, highly trained CEOs of companies, etc., was overdeveloped, overdeveloped compared to normal. The feature is present in one of 100 or one of 200 individuals. Now look, he claims the CEOs in the vice in the vice interview. There was no mention of CEOs. It was just they were all government employees. So I don't know what's going on there. Secondly, the thing I didn't like in this video with this gal, he 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 made a point. He he made a point of saying that well, we also uh, looked into the Havana looked into the Havana syndrome, but that's something completely different. It wasn't what these people suffered from. Now. Like I told you, I've tried to find the, that video. I can't find it anywhere. Maybe it's been scrubbed. We specifically said, and I recall this, that he had made the connection between the Havana Syndrome and what happened with his 150 subjects 
that he studied in Stanford who had been damaged by UFOs, and he thought it was possibly the same thing. And when he pointed that out to the Defense Department, they took him off the case. But now he's saying, oh, no, no relation, got nothing to do with it. That's a big red flag for me. I'm sorry. It, it, I, would I mean, I'm still looking for it. If somebody can find that old uh, interview, I think it took place back in 2021. Please let me know if you find it. He states the chances are astronomically small that two people with these enhanced features randomly come together. And in these cases, they form breeding pairs of individuals with these enhanced brain features. I'm not sure, man. You know, um, I think a lot of different really serious mental illnesses or maybe like uh, something as simple as blue eyes might not be that common. But people that carry both traits seem to find each other all the time. He states that over time, within 100,000 years, this could develop into a different race of humans. You know, when you get into the super race stuff, and he made a point to say, well, I'm not trying to make this thing racial. I'm not trying to be like this. But let's be honest. <laughs> the last time someone got this great idea about a super race, we ended up with, what, about 10 or 20 million people dead? Anyway, maybe a lot more than that, right, if you count Soviet Union? Anyway, says uh, Dr. Nolan just isn't some random guy. He's an extremely qualified academic. I agree. He has lots and lots of credentials. Who was approached by the CIA, according to his interviews, I think that's probably true, to conduct studies on the physical side effects of UAP on humans who've encountered them. The context and series of studies are extremely, are externally referenced here. And it goes ahead and lists all these different, I'll have to look some of these up, but it has some of the different stories are written it says at 30 minutes and 30 seconds, he references the CIA's remote viewing program led by Dr. Hal Putoff. This is a name that keeps coming up over and over again. He's one of these guys that has all sorts of deep state connections and now he's a UFO celebrity. I'm telling you, to me, it's a little bit of a flag. And states the, co states the focus was for the individuals to focus on the remote view signal and not overlay the brain puts onto the signal and he's talking about the remote remote viewing stuff which a lot of people think is total nonsense some people think it was a real deal a lot of these guys believe that your senses your five physical senses uh, basically don't receive signals but they're there to control signals so that you're not overwhelmed with senses there's something to that because we know that folks with uh, autism and some folks with schizophrenia can become overwhelmed by sounds or feelings or touches. Their body is oversensitive. And part of the medication, I think, sometimes is just to kind of deaden that sense to get them to somewhere uh, where they don't have so much anxiety. Okay? So that's kind of what he's talking about there. I can, I can, I can see where that would be a thing. He goes on. He says... Uh, he talks a little bit about more uh, about in intuition and how they, they're pretty sure they've located this to the specific region of the brain, the caudate pudimen. He says the problem is the phenomenon is more complex than just ETs. That's important. And it appears to instead be many different things. He gives an example that there may be eight different groups that don't necessarily agree with some seeing us as a resource, while others may see us as something that must be protected. That's what I've been saying all along. We can't assume these things are acting in a certain way just because we have our own, you know, feelings. It's like a person who projects some, their own personality onto a stray dog. It might be a nice dog. Most dogs are. But it might be a straight-up killer. So we need to investigate these things carefully. That's why I said it was so stupid for our military to shoot down these things over Alaska and the Yukon and, 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 and uh, Lake Huron. 
We need to make sure what we're firing at first, okay? We don't want to be dealing with some sort of out-of-control artificial intelligence that might be programmed to destroy us the first time they're attacked. We don't know what we're dealing with. We need to assume the worst possible case and, and then elim eliminate some of those possibilities. He goes on and says, within, a military, within the military at a high level, either someone is using the UAP technology and trying to understand it, or they're afraid that if the rest of the world has it, it would lessen their own power. Well, yeah, of course it would. I'm just the idea of this uh, of free energy, you know, the notion that this thing that these things are drawing uh, energy out of the environment, therefore they don't have to have giant motors and nuclear reactors and all this and that. What can be done with free energy? Well, free energy, you could light up a city and everybody could just live like kings. Or you could build the bomb uh, the size of a pack of cigarettes and end the world as we know it. That's what free energy can do. So here again, we've got to be careful about things that we don't understand. He says life may have started elsewhere. He talks about that. He talks about um, a, a possible, uh, it's a shadow biosphere. I mean, he just goes over all kinds of stuff. Uh, he, he touches on the the, the, Vir, the Virginia uh, incident in, in Brazil. Some people think that's true. Some people doubt it. I've talked about that in the podcast. I think it's pretty fascinating myself. He goes into a lot of different things. And, uh, and the most important thing to me about this, really, this whole interview, uh, two things. Number one, we find out that as a child, you know, he had, a, he had a major UFO sighting right over his head. And secondly, he was seeing these uh, aliens in his room. I, I almost have to wonder if he wasn't possibly abducted by these things. You know, I don't know. So he's had a lot of personal experience with them. And a guy like this... He seems like he's a super intelligence guy. I don't know what his social intelligence is or his emotional intelligence. I mean, he can sit there and tell you every part, every muscle, uh, every bone in the body. I mean, he's got them all memorized. He's a, he's a complete genius when it comes to building things and understanding genetics of humans. But there's other things that he says that concern me a little bit, you know, like the fact that we can start using CRISPR to edit genes. He's he's talking like the genome is a two-dimensional object, and from what I can see, it's at least three, maybe a lot more. I think when they go to editing genes, you're going to end up with a lot of unintended consequences. But the thing about Dr. Gary Nolan is, as much as I respect his work, I have to ask, what drives this guy? Why are you why are you blocking people from Twitter that you, because you think they criticize Tom DeLonge or Louis Elizondo or Skinwalker Ranch or anything else. See, this is not how we get disclosure. This is not how we discover what's going on with these things. We don't need a UFO mafia that can tell us what to believe, okay? And that's what's being created here. That's what I see with these celebrities. And they get the and the problem is when you get a UFO mafia which gets someone like Dr. Gary Nolan who has the kind of uh, intellectual power and financial resources that he has and they get that guy to where they're into him and they make these psychological connections with him to where he gets upset and angry anytime somebody criticizes one of them well tom delong said he's my friend and you said bad things about tom delong no i didn't say bad things about tom delong I question how Tom DeLonge came into possession of a video that should have been made available to the public. You shouldn't have got a head start on it. 
I question things about Louis Elizondo's CV, where he says he worked at, and I just read articles that other people put up. I'm not even interjecting material into it. I'm just reading what people say and saying, wow, that's interesting. Wow, that's not interesting. Wow, that's, I wonder if that's true. I wonder if that's not true. That's all I'm doing is just uh, looking around trying to explore what's going on here. But what I see happening in this whole entire community is you're either with us or you're blocked. Until next time, this is UFO Warning. Over and out.